Prepare to be astonished. It's that time again. Let's get started. From the Clatsop County Historical Society, an adventure in history with Matt Burns and Alana Quila. You should never be allowed to talk to people. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. And now, with today's adventure, it's Mac and Alana. Good evening, and welcome back to another edition of An Adventure in History. I'm Alana Quila with Providence Seaside Hospital here tonight with Mac Burns, Executive Director, Clatsop County Historical Society. And tonight we are um, blessed with two guests. Not one, but two. Two. This doesn't happen two. very often. It does not. I mean, it... in fact, we, we usually say no. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't say no this time because it was you who booked the, these guests. <laughs> these are two of my favorite people. And it's, uh, I don't know. Perfect. If, I don't, have you earned the title dynamic duo yet? Do you think? I've been using the phrase dog and pony show perhaps too much to describe <laughs> us. Um, that seems most appropriate. We, we decided today that I'm the straight man in the bit. Oh. Do you do I'll very back and guy. forth? You're going to be the, the funny guy? Yeah. Okay. So this, these are, uh, are part of the esteemed Clatsop County Historical Society staff. And we've had, you've now been a guest, Chelsea, four times. This will be number four, yeah. Number four, okay. Closer to the coveted Someday t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and Julie Burpee is our digital archivist. Chelsea, of course, is curator Chelsea, Dr. Chelsea Vaughn. And Julie Burpee, you've been with us for two years, two and a half, three years, two and a half. Two years, not counting COVID. Not counting. <laughs> Who <laughs> counts COVID? Nobody counts COVID. <laughs> It does always, I always have to add, like say, oh, that was three years ago. Oh, wait, I no, that's five years ago. Yeah. You always just like block out that COVID. I know. And it was a long two years. It was, right? Well, yes. yes. It never ended. It, that's true. It's still going. So they're here to talk about, because they both have been involved in, in one of the coolest things the Historical Society has ever done. One of the most amazing things. One of the, the proudest achievements, I think, of the Historical Society. And that's saying a lot because we do, we do a, a ton for a small historical society. We accomplish more than many, many large, even statewide historical societies do. That's a good teaser. Why don't you just wait on that? I will. Shall we, we will. just get to the Yes, yeah, so you have to stay tuned to find out that's right. what you're talking about. Okay. Do let's you think go. stay tuned? Do you think we lose listeners in the first five minutes? <laughs> it's actually three. First three minutes <laughs> is when you lose. So is, yeah. that, is that an official stat? It is. Wow. Three minutes to three entertain minutes. and then yep. they give up. So as long as you can keep viewers or listeners past that sort of click, then you're you're good to go. Well, then we should hook them with the history highlights. That they'll stay on. That's right. So things that happened uh, tomorrow, July 18th, 1792, naval hero John Paul Jones dies in Paris. In Paris. He was waiting. He was going to be given some post. Oh, does it say how he died? I didn't write that down. Okay. I mean, that seems... It was not in a naval battle, though. Okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, 1863, the assault of Battery Wagner and death of Robert Gould Shaw. The 54th Massachusetts, Glory, Mm -hmm. the movie. Oh, right. So it's it's so sad. Matthew Broderick dies. (laughs) Uh, Makes me very sad. Uh, 1925, Hitler's Mein Kampf is published. Mm. Now, this I did not realize. That was not the original title. Mm. Did you know this, Chelsea? Um, No. The original title... Was the catchy, are you ready? Four and a half years of struggle against lies, stupidity, and cowardice, a reckoning. Well, (laughs) doesn't it it sound like something to be published today? It does put it all out there. (laughs) It kind of does. It does. That could have just been the end of the book right there. He wouldn't have even had to fill it with all the other garbage that he filled it with. I know. Well, everyone needs an editor. That's right. (laughs) Yes, they do. 
That's funny. Um, 1932, U.S. and Canada signed a treaty to develop the St. Lawrence Seaway. Oh. And I put that one in selfishly for me because my father grew up on the St. Lawrence Seaway. Oh, nice. In like home movies, boating, and yeah. a couple of summer vacations had to go up and spend what on the What makes it a seaway? Because it connects the ocean to the Great Lakes. Oh, okay. So you can ship from the Great Lakes all the way out to the ocean. That's nice. Yeah. And they, they apparently had a phrase that they wanted the rest of the family to embrace, but the kids never did. <laughs> The uppy go downies, the big ships that would pass because they will come back. Right. They go up the river, they go down the river. Uppy go downies. Uppy go downies. Yeah, I never embrace that though. (laughs) All right. Uh, 1936, the Spanish Civil War breaks out. Mm -hmm. 1966, Carl Sagan turns one billion seconds old. (laughs) Okay, that one was for me too, I guess. Doesn't he always like say billions and billions of stars? Yeah. Julie knows what I'm talking yeah. about. That, that's neat because of the new uh, telescope pictures. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Timely. You would love it. Billions and billions of pictures yeah. of stars in the pictures. Okay. Um, 1968, the Intel Corporation is founded in Santa Clara, California. Intel. Uh, 1969, Senator Ted Kennedy drives a car off bridge at Chappaquiddick Island. Ooh, that story kept on going too it did well prevented from being president <laughs> <laughs> although i don't know that we would have ever, ever elected ted kennedy president it's hard to say uh, feelings yeah. on that but no i think that it's okay that we didn't oh definitely but yes. but do you think that that's what prevented him from being president oh i don't know i think i could go on a lot more than you would ever want on that subject well i was gonna so s- we won't. i was gonna say this happened in 1969 but we'll report this next week right thank you all right uh 1994 in the did we really need this category crayola announces introduction of scented crayons Mm. we're all parents how do we feel about scented crayons going around the room um unnecessary thank you i didn't even know they existed sorry i cut it was an excellent marketing strategy because the kids (laughs) loved it oh and when they ate the crayons they got to taste the blueberry Oh my goodness. Did they have flavor? Did they taste <laughs> flavorful? I think they just tasted blue. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know. That, so. Okay. Yeah. I think unnecessary. Very. All right. But our history highlight of the day, uh, thing I think had the most impact on history, 1940, FDR is nominated for an unprecedented third term. Oh. You know, you I love FDR. Top 10? Top, top, uh, top 10, sometimes top five. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. He, he comes and goes. Right. That's fair. <laughs> There's a lot to like. There's a lot to question. Yes. <laughs> but, so you did miss one. That's very ooh, important what, what to I, what we're doing today, ooh, which was I, uh, in 1877, inventor Thomas Edison records the human voice <gasps> for the first time. Ooh. So once I I had to look Correct. up to see what he recorded, and then I was like, oh, right. Do you guys remember what? Little uh, Mary had a little lamb. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Mary had a little lamb. It's fleece white as snow. It was the phonograph, so he recorded it and saved it right there. I'll take unnecessary trivia for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> unnecessary, <laughs> except that we're here today. Talking about preserving things. Correct. Scanning things. And recording our voices. And, and making things accessible to the public. That's true. Disseminating information. We are. So, all right. So we brought Chelsea and Julie in. Now, we, we already know Chelsea, so we're not going to make you revisit your origin story because how many times can we watch Spider-Man or Batman? We already know the origin stories. We already know your origin story. 
Okay, I can give you the highlights though. You know, if you when you need a re- quick recap. <laughs> quick recap. Oh no, just <laughs> been here five years. Um, curator here. It's a lovely town. That was a very fast recap. Yes. Because I, I seem to recall previous radio shows, you've spent like at least 10 minutes on your background. I probably had just gotten my PhD, at which I spent 10 years or so going good earnings. So I was probably much more interested in rehashing all of that. Yes. Which is a fascinating subject because I, I am still fascinated by your dissertation. Which, which performance? And someday you'll bring it and let me read it. But anyway. I believe it's available online if you oh, were so inclined. Speaking of things online, that's a good transition. Okay, but Julie, who are you? Hello, my name is Julie Burpee. I am from North Carolina, so if you hear a accent, an accent, that may be why, especially as I get a little nervous, it comes out. But um, I was a park ranger for about eight years and uh, working in interpretation. So again, sharing with the public, and then I got into teaching. So. That was a journey. (laughs) And with my husband, we have lived in Georgia and Florida and Nevada and Washington. And now we are here in Oregon and it is lovely. We like it a lot. In fact, our kids are going to graduate from here. So we hope to be here a little bit longer. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. And the job you're doing here is internet. Yes. So can we jump in on All right, so the the big reveal is we have been working with the Internet Archive, which is an excellent repository of books and TV shows, and I wonder if the Edison recording is not somewhere in that archive. But not Um, in our collection. Not in our collection, certainly, yes. We'd probably be overstepping some (laughs) bounds if we were like, and look at this thing that we discovered and made available to the public. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But we have 2,047 items as of today, and increasing daily. We keep finding awesome things to uh, scribe and put out for people to see. Let's back up a little bit and talk about the the origins of this project. We had a a volunteer, a friend of the organization, come to us about four years ago now. Yes. And said uh, when he heard that a museum up in um, Aberdeen burned down. Right, their their historical society, which had been in the armory up there, burned down and and all, all was lost. And he said, what about your fire suppression? And we laughed. <laughs> oh, I just <laughs> laugh now. Because <laughs> yes. we have no fire suppression. Correct. Fire suppression is calling the fire department. And uh, he said, well, that's a, that's a shame. We should have this wonderful scanning. And he, he did the research and he said, this is the scanner you guys should buy. And he also researched the Internet Archive that I want you both to talk about a little bit. But I said, ha ha, that's expensive. And then he facilitated through a family foundation that uh, that he had connections to a donation and called my bluff and said, <laughs> okay, well, here's the money. You should buy the system. And uh, with that, then we hired Julie and we have started down this road. So talk a little bit about the Internet Archive and then and then talk about some of those 2,000 plus. Oh, okay, well, I, I guess I, I can start because I, I, before it uh, was Julie, it was me trying to figure this system out. It's a, a fascinating system and Julie can talk more about how it actually works since she has now really mastered it where I was just in there like on my, you know, hour I had here, hour I had there to try it out and figure it out. 
uh, to play with it. Um, it basically it's it's really designed to do both um, digitize books quickly. Uh, it has this lovely sort of cradle thing I can't quite describe that holds the books flat, and then you can. Um, once they are up and digitized, they also, the way in which you access the book is lovely because the pages turn as though it were actually a book. It's not like when you're scrolling through a PDF and you're just scrolling down and you're scrolling down and you're scrolling down. It actually moves well. It's incredibly searchable. Um, it's just, you know, it's been, I will say, a pleasant surprise in a way because, you know, well, Max says that, of course, this volunteer came to us with this plan and we're, I think he had come to me as well. And I was like, oh, sure, that would be great. But without an expectation of it actually happening, but... More than that, also securing funding for uh, Julie to be here allows us to really do a lot with this system, right? Because like I said, it was me. I, you know, Of course, when it first came in, I was trying to sort it out, but eventually there are other things I do and other demands <laughs> on me. So it would have probably, it, we, we wouldn't be talking about 2040 or whatever <laughs> objects made available online if it was just me to this point. So um, it's been an interesting learning process and it's been great. And I'll turn it over to Julie and she can talk a bit more about it because she's the one interacting with it day to day. Thank you, Chelsea. <laughs> Even just um, some of the interesting things that yeah. you've noticed well, or learned. Um, before that, I want to uh, talk about not only do we have this book scribe that you press up and take the pictures, there's two cameras, um, one for e each page. And it's nice because when you flip the page, you get this nice click from the cameras and it makes for a fulfilling job. <laughs> um, and then uh, you upload the book and then the folks at Internet Archive will crop it for you and make these pages that, that Chelsea mentioned. Um, you can also, with those pages, you can look at them single page. Um, one thing I like, because perhaps I'm getting older and my eyesight isn't like it was, is you can zoom in really close. And um, for some of the photo albums that we've done, I love it because you can get in there and see their expressions. You can look at their clothing. You can sometimes see the addresses on their houses. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful um, resource. Well, and I would add to that quickly because we mm -hmm. also digitize things that are far too large to just easily yeah. be visible on a computer screen. We're like, we like, oh, we have this giant map. Let's take a photo of it. And then people can pull it up on their phone and it's tiny. But you can then zoom in and get all the necessary detail. So, and, and we always have this moment because when you first zoom in, it's blurry. You're like, oh no, we, it, it, the camera was blurry. Shoot, we have to redo this. And then it comes clear and it's yeah. this moment of relief because yeah. uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's great. You can see all these things and access these things that honestly were kind of hiding in our storage before this. Yeah. And well, a lot of them are fragile and you really don't want a lot of hands touching them and breaking them and uh, ripping. Um, a lot, sometimes we have to wear gloves, sometimes, um, a lot of times actually, we use some heavy glass to press. Um, so we have a tabletop camera as well, and it's on a, a frame where you can raise and lower the camera. And that way you can get way up high and take those big pictures. And the blueprints, we have a, a several lots of blueprints actually, and uh, those are neat because then you can zoom in and look at the kitchen and look <laughs> <laughs> Look at the different parameters of that. Um, but I've enjoyed working on that tabletop, too. Um, for example, right now we're doing a collection of a family, and they have some pictures and some letters and just different sized things. So that tabletop camera, when, I, when it's little, I can bring it down. And when it's a big item like a will or a court case of some kind, we can raise that up. Um, and then when you look at it on your computer, 
it's flippable and you would never mm. really know how big and small they are because they make them kind of the same size. But yeah. that's where the zoom in comes in handy because then you can kind of see, oh, that was a big, <laughs> that was a very large piece of paper. So um, when you're doing a book, do you manually turn each page one by one as you're entering a book? Yes, I do. Oh my goodness. It's not as bad as it sounds. Okay. It's, um, it's, it's really not. Yeah. Actually, when we first got this system, one of the things they touted was how quickly you could digitize a book. And it, I think initially we were kind of playing for speed and we figured we could get through 600 pages in an hour was, yeah. was how fast was, the, I think, the fastest we ever got. And yeah. then we decided that we didn't need to go that fast. Yeah. Um, and but, but that's just a little bit slower than I read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, backing up just a yeah. bit. Um, because we, we kind of, Chelsea, you and I were in these meetings when we first began it, and there's no reason we shouldn't say it, it was Tom and Annie Smith. Tom right. Smith was yeah. the one that was really, um, they're from Surf Pines in Portland, but they've been good friends of the oh, organization, volunteers yeah. on many different they've levels. They've been great, absolutely. Um, but it was Tom who was incredibly enthusiastic about yes. this. And in some of those early meetings, we had kind of a discussion at first, we were approaching this, the staff at least, as this was a a preservation. This was not a to share with the with an audience. It Absolutely. was in case the building burned down. We wanted to make sure we digitized things. And and then you and I especially, and there were some other volunteers that helped this, we kind of did a whole shift in feeling about this project. We absolutely did. Um, our initial, you know, we had a variety of reasons. Uh, one of the first reasons we were concerned about making things just digitally available um, was that we were worried that that would allow people to bypass visiting our archive and our fantastic archivist, Lisa Penner. Because the thing is, is you know, this is a great resource and it's a great place to like start your research, but it's also always worth the time to contact a knowledgeable archivist because there's probably things you didn't even think to look for connections that maybe you didn't think to make but what we found is honestly this doesn't for one second stop people from coming into our archive um, what it does is things like our city directories which are a great resource especially for people researching their houses um, you know those are now fully available online and searchable which cuts down the research time but also if you come into our archive and you look at our, our shelves of city directories, you're like, oh, oh, those have seen better days. They are definitely things that if they were not so valuable, I would have locked away a while ago because they are, they're suffering from, from use and, and they, they show their value and their use. But so having this available digitally very much preserves the objects, makes them available, um, make, you know, again, makes this a preliminary research where people are now coming in having done some initial research and having, and they can ask better questions and they can, we can go deeper with this. And also I'm just going to say, I know we were pretending like the pandemic didn't happen. We missed those two years, but once the pandemic happened and people are still trying to get into our archive and we couldn't having this as a resource to be like, oh no, I'm sorry, you can't come visit, but here you can, you can look here. And, and, and that, that was just a fabulous way to allow um, people do research, but also then they could email our archivists and have, again, better questions. How interesting. So uh, what, are some, what are the groups that you collaborated with? Oh, we've collaborated with several groups, and that's been a great experience. Um, some of the, and, and Julie can speak to this more, she did a great amount with uh, the uh, Peace First Lutheran Church, their collection. She can talk about that because she knows that one through and through. But um, also the Clatsop Community College, both um, their digital archive of, say, all of their old newspapers and their rain magazines, that is an amazing resource, as well as um, they have a, their historic preservation program has a library of architectural catalogs that we are just barely hitting the tip of the iceberg with, um, but those are 
those are a great resource, just be well beyond this community. And those, those tend to get the most views. People love those. And why is that? What are they looking for? Um, I think because they range from the early 1900s to the 1950s mostly, and they are fascinating to see floor plans and the way they used to do things, you know, compared to Zillow. <laughs> um, and just uh, how you would order a house and how it would come to you and you put it together. It's, it's neat. So people, and there is a historic preservation class, and those students, I think, visit those uh, catalogs for their research. So when you collaborate with these other groups, are you merging information or are you just uh, direct folks like They've, where to go? Uh, well, no. So it's available through our larger, we're sort of the larger umbrella organization for this. Um, but ultimately, these are their collections. They maintain the objects. They also, like we have the collections clearly identified with who, who owns them because, you know, this is very much a partnership. We're not trying to claim sure. these items. We're just trying to preserve them and make them more widely available for the public. And you know, and it's a resource that maybe these organizations don't have to make their objects more available to the public. And one thing I love about this too is it's not just us in Clatsop County. It's shared with the globe. Um, we can go in and see who's viewing our items. And uh, we have with that Peace First Lutheran Church, they started out as 14 different churches. <laughs> and uh, we're talking about Swedes and Finns and they, uh, their registers are written in Finnish or written in Swedish. And we have those now. And people in Finland and Sweden, you can see that they're looking. And oh um, I'm assuming that they are looking for their ancestors as well as, as um, we've got people in Mexico, Brazil, um, the Netherlands. People are looking huh. all over the globe. So now I'm curious. So I want to go find some <laughs> of these resources. So how do I, where do I start? Where do I go? Um, the easiest way probably is to just put um, Clatsop County free text is the way we've been advertising yeah, or, it. Or also just go to um, our the yes. Historical Society website and yes. actually click down, um, I forget the exact path, but you click down, I think, research and then yeah. Internet Archive and there it is. Yep. And it's easy and it pulls up all of the collections and all of the items. You know, and they're great for research. They're also just good fun. We have uh, decades of yearbooks up. So if you want to yeah. see your feathered hair from the 80s, <laughs> we probably have made it public. Um, yeah. We also, just other ephemera from Astoria, things connected to the regatta, uh, the Angora Hiking Club, just a variety of groups. It's, it's yeah. been great. And it's an amazing collection. I'm really, I've been excited about this. And how does the search function work? Is it very detailed? So will it pull up a lot if I put in yearbook 19... 46 or well, there there are collection uh, 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 you can click on the collection got it and okay. um, when you first pull up our Clatsop County uh, it, it shows the collection so you can go right to yearbooks okay um, there is a search bar mm -hmm. and we do like to uh, tell people that it's a bit of a different search bar because there's two little choices that you have underneath mm -hmm. you can search metadata which are the big like the titles and the authors but if you want to look up your family you need to sure. hit text search and put and and then um, that will search all the text in the newspapers and the city directories. Right. It's surprisingly quick, and it brings up things. That's actually it's been a great thing. I, I use it all the time when I'm researching exhibits and stuff because there's random things I just don't know about, and I necessarily without looking through every, everything we have wouldn't know about. But it it pulls out these tiny little like morsels of yeah. information just by doing the search. So obviously you come across new information all the time, but what's sort of the timeline for getting what you have here today on that? 
archive? It, it depends on, I think, how much uh, you can go in, uh, we can, and see the list of things they have to do um, on, in the Internet Archive Company. And um, those folks that are cropping the images, they sometimes have, we're way down on the list, and it may take a week to get things up. But, but only a week. It's, it's yeah, fast. It's, that's the longest we've ever waited on anything. Usually it's the next day. So uh, if you're interested, check back daily because, and one of the choices you can pick is items added, and you can see what we've been doing recently. So if, if I'm part of a, an organization, let's say it's the, the uh, Mac is Great Club. <laughs> That's a great club, by It the way. is a great club, and I'm, yeah. the, pres I'm the president of it. <laughs> oh, boy. And we've got all these vast records, mm -hmm. and I don't know what to do with them, but now I've just listened to the show, and I'm like, oh. Would the historical society want those, and how would they contact you? And 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 I, I'm very thin-skinned, so when you reject my collection, I'm going to be very upset. Uh, so far, but how would we proceed? First of all, we ha we haven't re rejected collections. There is there's great historical value amongst you know the church records, the college records, but also local businesses, um, organizations. We have a great collection of school records, so. Um, there is historical value in so many things, and we're so excited to get things in. Um, we are at the Heritage Museum, so you can call the Heritage Museum or send a general inquiry to uh, the Historical Society uh, to get make contact with us. Um, you know, we, again, we don't necessarily want to take your collection in. We just want to borrow it, digitize it, preserve it, and make it public. So, um, Absolutely. If people are thinking, I have this pile of nonsense in my my basement, maybe it's valuable. Absolutely, give me a call, and and I'll I'm, I'm happy to come look and let you know. Come come to my basement and clean out my basement. Is that is that um, what I just heard? I, 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 I might say I'll, I'll assess your basement, and then you can yeah. bring it to me. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is uh, very exciting. Um, any other plugs for interesting things to see at the Heritage Museum when you stop by here to talk about the uh, oh. archives? Oh my gosh! I was, you, yeah, when you come by to show me your amazing collection, you should also check out our exhibit on the 1922 fire. Uh, whole city burns to the ground and comes back, and we have, I think captured as best we could having you know to build from ashes ourselves um definitely we're checking that out and we also have our ex ongoing exhibit that's newer called blocked out which is worth uh, with a gander okay so julie did mention a couple of things that uh, you've scanned that you really like but what's your your absolute either f favorite thing you've scanned or the most unusual crazy amazing thing oh boy 2,000 items, Mac. Um, I I don't want them right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. I love watching places and people over time, and I have really enjoyed the confirmation pictures from some of these churches. For example, we just did um, the first Norwegian church from... Um, they, they're the church that has, that has been together the longest, and they're, they're still part of the last Lutheran church here. Um, at any rate, they've got this huge collection of confirmation pictures that we just uploaded, and you can see from the 1800s how the dresses change, those huge bows in the girl's hair. Um, one of the uh, reverends has a big collar on like Shakespeare. Uh, and then you move on into the 90s and, you know, we get into the, they're showing up with their ripped jeans and it's all good. And uh, I just, I love watching how things change. And then the scrapbooks, uh, you need to click on those scrapbooks and look around. All right. Well, thank you so much. We're so glad you and your family are here and what you're doing uh, in our community. And of course, thank you, Chelsea, again, for joining us. A t-shirt maybe next time. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a size medium. <laughs>
Okay, and we've got uh, about a minute and a half left, so we're going to back up a little bit, Julie, because um, A, you need to be more enthusiastic about your job. Um, <laughs> you're, you're just way too okay. calm about it. Okay. But you did mention something kind of cool, and we, we should have spent more time on this, but you were an interpreter for the National Park Service. That and is great. What, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, it does not mean sign language or a different language. It just means that we would take the resource. Like I used to work in the Smoky Mountains and lots of log cabins. And most folks, you know, you come, you take your picture, and you leave. But uh, we were there to uh, talk about the family. And so history, see, oh, it's in my heart. And, um, you know, tell some stories about the families and the progression of how the National Park Service got involved and, and people uh, really respond and then they tell you your stories. And um, so interpretation basically means just helping the visitors connect with what the Park Service is protecting. And were you in costume? Sometimes, actually. I worked at Fort Vancouver and wore the appropriate Oregon Trail dresses. And uh, I met my husband in Death Valley, and we were in 1930s clothing. So, But usually it was the green and gray and the flat hat. <laughs> I think she's coming back for another episode. There's your other deep tease, because I want to hear some more stories. I love the National Park Service. Great. So, thank you. Thank you for coming. All right. Thanks for listening. Go make some history. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for joining us for An Adventure in History. An Adventure in History is created and produced by the Clatsop County Historical Society and brought to you by KMUN.